this is Horns Up. I'm Animesh and with me is Peter. Why the fuck are we doing this, Peter? Why are we in a room with mics in our hands and what the fuck is Horns Up? Well, at least the way I look at it is we're two passionate music fans and that's one of the things we realized are common between both of us. And it all started with a Twitter DM. And yes, it did. Yeah. It started with a Twitter DM where we were discussing of all things Indian rock or Indian metal. And that stormed into uh, basically me not being a Facebook user, missing forums um, from that 2000, late 90s, early 2000s scene. And I didn't have people to talk music with. And so I pinged you and exactly. we decided to do this. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> after like weeks of discussions and trying to match our schedules and stuff, here we are sitting across each other with two mics. <laughs> with two mics in our hands, which is, uh, I actually can't believe people do this for a living because this is uncomfortable as shit. I mean, dude, you're talking about this. There are people who make like way more money than both of us <laughs> just looking at their computer screen and call it we are vloggers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I actually, and this, this we can edit sometime later also, but I have to add this story. I was talking to somebody about doing podcasting and stuff like that. And he's yeah. like, so how many people listen to your podcast, man? Just like, you know, back in the day, people would say, Tere post ko kitna likes aa gaya on Facebook and all. This is weird because you're saying back in the day as if posting and everything <laughs> was like some way long back. Now it's all about the Instagram <laughs> stories. <laughs> no one cares about Facebook anymore. But coming back to <laughs> his thing, he was like, you know what you need to do, Peter? So I was like, yeah, tell me, man. He's like, you need to do Facebook reaction videos. What are Facebook reaction videos? So, trust me, I'm going to link you also to a few because there are some of them that are really hilarious. And I'm hoping some people who at least listen to the podcast know what we're doing. And if I'm saying something wrong, please ping me at Trend Crusher on Facebook and on Twitter and tell me if I'm wrong. But the way I look at it or the way I've watched it is it's a guy who's watching a music video. And music video is not even what we used to watch back in the day on MTV or stuff. It's a lyric video and is reacting to the music. So what do you analyze in that? Do you analyze the fonts? No, do you analyze like whether it's karaoke happening? So like in like the sense... So think about it like cricket commentary. Huh? But now for a music video. That's what Beavis and Butthead used to do. I used to really yeah, enjoy watching them do that. Yeah, but now it's made a comeback and there are people who are actually doing that. But you can't be analyzing a lyric video, man. I don't know. It's like, dude, that breakdown. But then you're <laughs> analyzing the music. You're not analyzing the lyric video. But I but mean, that's think of it this way. If, you're, if your job is to watch a lyric video mm. and analyze a lyric video or comment or do commentary on lyric videos, then shouldn't you be analyzing stuff like, okay, uh, the keyframe animation of <laughs> lyrics moving one frame <laughs> to the other frame at the time of when the vocalist is actually singing it is slightly off, or uh, why the fuck would they use a mirror effect or Pepira's font? <laughs> yeah, you know, it doesn't work, man. Like, you need to look a bit cooler. If, you're, if, you're, if it's a metal band, if it's a black metal band, do black metal bands do lyric videos? I don't know, dude. I don't know, like, I w so... Uh, Solar DT has done lyric videos? Oh, I think. You were on, oh man, I, com I, <laughs> I can't believe you brought Solar DT <laughs> out. <laughs> Pl 
apologies. It was a fun time in my life. And, and when Aditya Mehta was when Aditya not a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. When Aditya Mehta was not a vegan, I don't know if I should call him out and stuff on the on this at the moment because whatever we'll see, <laughs> we'll get into the because there are lots of stories that can be. I think that deserves like two separate podcasts of their own caliber. Aditya uh, Mehta, if you're listening, we want you on this podcast. Definitely, so. definitely. We were actually thinking of having a revolving third. I kid you not, Aditya Mehta could be a lovely revolving third. Oh yeah. Don't you agree? Of course. Cool. Okay. Anyways, let's bring this back. Let's get this. Let's let's use this episode, our yeah. what we call episode zero, to just get to know each other a little bit more. Yeah, how do you yeah. what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm now that you brought up or at least you've brought up bands. I still remember w- watching you. I'm pretty sure with Riot Peddlers. Yeah. Pretty sure, dude. I've only played in four bands in my whole <laughs> life. Okay, <laughs> I'll and I'll list them out for you. I've played in the very first band that I no sorry make that five. The very first band that I played in was my Colony Car band. Okay, which comprised and I shit you not. You will react to this, which comprised me on rhythm guitar. Cool. Okay. Aditya Ashok, aka Ox Seven Gen. Oh, you. Yeah. On lead guitar. Whoa. Yeah. Aditya's brother, Arun Ashok. I'm yeah. I'm guess <laughs> they would guessing. share a surname, <laughs> right? On vocals, and a drum machine. Whoa. Right? So it was Arun's. Ar- could he be hydrogen? Damn, <laughs> sorry. Uh, That's lame. Bad. That's a bad one. Doesn't deserve any any uh, reaction. Uh, but yeah, Ad- Aditya, our Aditya's family and and me, we lived in the same colony, same compound, which is a nice, interesting story. But I'll set that up for you a bit later. Okay. So let's get to know you a little bit more. We'll okay. swap stories. Peter, were you? Did you grow up in a musical household? Oh yeah, man. I mean, like, for me, growing up, my, all my childhood memories are just like, getting ready for school and the radio playing. And I and what station were you tuned into, or what kind oh of music was being played at this home? This is like the early nineties, and huh. what this is one of the things I think I've told the guys from Rock Machine in this creed when I met them is that I still remember listening to uh, Top of the Rock, and that refrain was stuck in my head and. Every time I listen to that song, and that's one of the things I love about music, it just takes me back to that time, like getting ready for school, hearing this on the radio. And, you know, I was like, what, seven, eight back then. Uh I had no idea it was an Indian band. And years later, this is, I'm talking not even like, so I didn't own the cassettes. When I heard them first time on MP3s, and I heard Top of the Rock, and I was like, oh my God, this is that band. I now have kind of found it. But yeah, man, music. So I actually come from a musical family. Okay. And one of the tragic things I feel in my life is I never picked up a music instrument. My okay. mum played uh, piano. Uh, all her siblings uh, also play the piano. My uncle plays the guitar and sings also. And he plays a lot of sessions and covers and stuff like that. So for me, music was always around and... You know, whenever as typical, because I'm part Goan also, so as typical Goan families, when you have your get-togethers and stuff, it's like, come, Baba, you learned one new song, sing, do a performance, sing, huh. 
and and that was one of those things like you'd always or we'd uh, because we loved sound of music uh-huh. so we'd kind of pick uh, the von trap family and kind of replicate the voices and stuff like that so it was fun i mean uh, growing up listening to all i mean there was always the beatles playing and this was actually now since christmas is coming up i never actually knew this and until i looked up the history but the one cassette that we had and for those who know the thompson cassette tapes <laughs> there was a bashir's christmas album okay and it's only year, uh, recently i found out that bashir was part of the band called the savages Ooh. but i only knew him as this guy who, who would sing, sing christmas, christmas songs. songs and the tapes would only come out along with jim reeves uh, christmas tapes so yeah so i mean any time of the year there was always something playing like for example jim reeves or bashir uh, over christmas beatles were always part of uh, my childhood growing up listening to all the different musics i mean that's why i've got a tattoo also <laughs> of their lyrics but uh, yeah i mean there was one of the things from my childhood that really sticks out and really had a huge impact on me was it was 1996 okay and uh, ub40 came down to india uh-huh and this is when back when you know mtv also was played a huge part uh, in our growing it did, up yeah. and they kept having those promos and you had that angry uncle the lift man and stuff like that and he had that what ub40 ib80 <laughs> you know all those that was really great and so my uncle knew one of the sponsors okay. so i kept badgering him that you know ub40 and i was a kid i had no idea about music and all but you know because it was on tv and it was a cool place to be so he finally actually got us like vip tickets okay. and as a 10 year old watching you know a band from jamaica play like shit i didn't even know ub40 was from jamaica well part of them are jamaica and then i'm realizing now they're also uh, from the uk yeah right but, yeah, i yeah. thought yeah that, that but, that's, but that's where i thought they were from where, yeah but that's where they you know okay. all yeah. the music they kind of came up okay. from now watching all of them perform live and then you know just seeing the entire intensity the way they moved the crowd and stuff like that and for a 10 year old that just like whoa and then you kind of as you grow up realize that those guys did that for a living they like went yeah. to different places yeah you know listening to like songs like red red wine and then you realize that can't help falling in love is actually a cover song <laughs> that they did but made even more famous than the original uh, elvis song and that just had a huge impact on me i mean later on i kept reading cuz uh, more people got into like heavier music uh-huh. and you hearing the f word was like oh he said f so or you go through that rebellious phase so that's when i really started getting into more into like metal rock and stuff like that that's interesting so you've had a very musical upbringing and you were exposed to english music or western music yeah. from a very early age yeah complete flip side for me <laughs> okay <laughs> here is a guy who is born into a very middle class family in delhi okay uh, i am a half and half my paternal side is bengali my maternal side is pahadi pahadi matlab kumaun yeah so i am exposed at an early age to different kinds of music but it's still indian hmm. so whether it be hindustani classical which used to be a lot a, a lot of hindustani classical whether it be rabindra sangeet right all of that 
and of course bollywood music yeah weirdly uh, when we came to bombay and this is in 1994 um that was the first time we bought or the family bought i couldn't afford anything at that point in time pocket money bhi nahi milta tha we bought our first cd system and oh. with the tapes they two tapes you can play two tapes and you can and you have the cd on top video con ka unit tha anyways i went through a phase where i think now that i think about it i think it was because hindustani classical music to a kid is largely boring yeah but i went through a phase where i shunned music wow okay as a kid my mom called me aurangzeb <laughs> why because aurangzeb hated music right and hated artists so he wouldn't let musicians come into his court and he had banned them apparently at wow. least that's what history taught us i don't know if that is actually fact or what but i was nicknamed aurangzeb and that nickname stayed with me till maybe say 10 years old 11 years old but the household was a musical one we okay. would constantly be or my parents would constantly be listening to a lot of hindustani classical a lot of ghazals and the occasional bollywood and indie pop song english music now that i talk to them a lot more when well obviously when you grow up you start having different conversations that's when i realized that they were huge abba and bonium fans oh yeah and stuff like that but those songs weren't played in the house hmm. i would only hear them either on tv and or of course when cable tv when i got access to cable tv which was post 994 on channel b and stuff when you had like suddenly macarena and oh yeah babi girl and lion <laughs> king and those kind of things yeah So that's how my introduction to western music happened. Mm. I've not grown up with it. Which I don't know is I'm guessing most Indians ka story. I'm I don't no, know. I What mean, do you I think? I think so because like a lot of people that I speak to are friends of mine and um, this this is me living around the world. Huh. It it's just what is what's happened with like rock and metal is I've always been that guy who's been the clean cut look yeah so i always surprise people oh you listen to that kind of music <laughs> or it it has that kind of stereotype so yeah, the, the only has. time when i was about 21 where i started growing my hair out okay. that's when everyone was like oh like uh, rocker look metal. <laughs> metal and stuff like that and i went through a phase where i wore a lot of black <laughs> so but uh, i'm still yeah, in that think, phase yeah but i think with with most people what happens is it it either is comes from family and yeah. and i think that the best example is what i spoke about uh, yeah. from myself yeah. but we don't realize it until we're much older the kind Correct. of impact that has of course definitely yeah. and second is also the environment you're in yeah, i mean man. the kind of media you're uh, consuming, consuming. that's made available to yeah. you the kind of people you hang out with at school yeah right all of that makes a huge huge difference i mean talking about the kind of people you had at school i had uh, a friend of mine and i'm going to give a shout out to him reef but uh, he was the first person who had like a computer and had was downloading music and stuff so he downloaded uh, limbiskick hot dog flavored water and chocolate sh- chocolate starfish chocolate and, starfish and, starfish and, yeah, and hot dog flavored water so he downloaded this in 2001 So I'm talking like LimeWire, Napster, Hades, yeah. and 
he burned it on a CD and then you sold it on Winamp and he sold it to me and I didn't play it on Winamp dude I didn't even have a computer back then so oh I heard it said. yeah okay. I heard it on like a CD player with headphones on discman and I had to like be careful that the volume was not too loud cuz I suddenly was being exposed to a very different sound okay uh, to me and was that the first uh, rock metal album you intentionally purchased yeah i would say but then again this is like i'd heard like punk again this is not like hardcore punk but this is like uh, offspring i'd oh heard no, offspring okay but when you heard the offspring did you know you were listening to the offspring or that you were listening to punk rock or something no, of that I sort i just knew it was offspring and okay. that was it It, there was i had no idea about punk or i had no idea about anything like that huh. it was just that okay there was a guy who said the how did you come up across how, how do you come across the offspring it was just somebody in school and so this was also the glorious phase of planet m in Ye- bombay where you actually could walk and discover all these artists Correct. and look into their yeah things. i agree but planet I mean, m came much later like for me for me that that or this kind of a story is rhythm house oh yeah Dude. because uh so okay now i am sorry i'll cut back to my story sure. which is aurangzeb has grown up he's become 10 years old 11 years old uh and now he understands what music is hmm. because he is in a catholic school and we have music class there and we are forced to sing hymns every day as part of daily assembly so now he knows how to basically what music is supposed to sound like and he's exposed to a lot of western music not a lot of western music but popular western music S- and he's heard of this dude called Michael Jackson who's apparently a oh great performer so and he's bought his first ever cassette which is uh build up the lion king whoa right so those those are excellent songs yeah, yeah. i will like I will defend those songs till the I'm I'm still gutted that the uh, new movie that's coming out Lion King they're apparently making it like how they made what do they call it live action remake okay yeah it doesn't include uh, be prepared what yeah it doesn't include be prepared that's like the best song on off Lion King to me at least I don't know I mo- movies I'm I'm one not one of the most but you've heard be prepared of course Right? dude the number of times we watch i watch lion king exactly and that song is hasn't been included in the movie <laughs> shit go and fucking die john favreau <laughs> don't but whatever uh yeah so uh after that i used to accompany i had no choice but i used to accompany my parents to rhythm house they would be in the hindustani classical section largely and somehow in my head i decided that every month or whenever we went to the mouse i would pick up one michael jackson cassette wow so i started off with dangerous nice then i went to bad then i went to history volume 1 and volume 2 and they they had in a nice box i still remember that yeah, box yeah and that box and that's the concert he came down to india for right he oh performed God. the history yeah, set apparently oh yeah Yeah, I still and, remember dude. Uh, yeah, and that person and Michael Jackson overall I was like dude ye kya hai? Ye kya cheez hai? But I'm going to stop you. How did you pick out which album did? Um just visual ap- I don't know. I don't remember why I picked out Dangerous first. I don't know why I picked out Bad second and History third. 
maybe it was maybe it was because it was the easiest to reach maybe it was because um like i remember the like i had no concept of album art wagaire dangerous less looked cooler than yeah, bad i don't know like one thing i loved about rhythmos and we definitely have to do an entire episode interview dedicated to rhythmos yeah. yeah because i went the last month it was there and i took a picture outside and i just every time i pass by it can't believe that you know it's just gone because i remember the exact same thing like you going to rhythm house was like a ritual wow. right it, it no, became a pilgrimage for, for me it was because i grew up in bandra so okay. coming down to church gate and then going to rhythm house it you you didn't just do rhythm house you did like an entire town kind yeah, of trip yeah you would do an entire yeah. evening around rhythm yeah. house yeah and then rhythm house would be there and i still remember because that was the only place as a kid i would ever see that much music correct and yeah. i don't think there has been any other place that has had that kind of Planet collection mvt and there was this store called hero music oh yeah the one H-I-R-O. opposite yeah, yeah the yeah. opposite uh, saint peter's yeah akbar ali's lane yeah. yeah so but yeah man so i still remember and for me that that was the education you had i mean that was our internet rhythm house exactly that so was our internet and if you think about it the guy who was at rhythm house the music he chose chose yeah the amount of impact it had on like not only two of us but the thousands a, of kids yeah, or people that went there more than one generation actually like he would be your today's equivalent of the spotify curator who puts <laughs> into like the playlist if you think about it i mean no yeah actually that, that yes. that was uh, there totally i'm going to save this conversation Yeah, let's let's save this for a rhythm house. So that yeah. that goes into our show notes. Uh, note to self: Please do a rhythm house episode. Yes. Cool. Let's try and get Anand Mahendra for it. Oh, dude! I'll get there. I'll Aim for the stars. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Anyways, so coming back, how did you chance upon rock metal? What led to you okay, discovering so that so genre? I was a very curious kid. Okay. And I think that's something that has always stayed. So uh-huh. I used to keep like looking into cupboards. and find stuff and okay. so uh, this uncle of mine who studied uh, engineer engineering in kerala mm. he uh, had a, like a cd cassette collection okay. so being the curious kid i was one summer afternoon or some afternoon i was at his house i kind of was going through the cupboards and i still remember this and i still remember the artwork also i came across three cassettes from all his collection that i separated and put out the first one was iron maiden best of the beast okay and nice as a I, i can kid as a kid going yeah. to a catholic school that freaked the hell out of me yeah that that artwork with all the eddies yeah then the second one was uh, red hot chili peppers blood sugar sex magic okay which again was looking at the artwork because that's all i could judge was yeah. like okay what are these guys and the third is guns and roses use your illusion one okay so that's the blue one one the red one the red one yeah and okay so i popped in the first cassette uh-huh. and the what first song the first cassette iron maiden and the first uh, song i heard by them because this is tapes back then and best of the beast yeah best so of the beast it, it was virus No, it was like somewhere in the middle, and it was ah, okay. be quick or be dead. Or be dead. Okay. And just hearing the initial part, yeah, and looking at the artwork, it just freaked <laughs> me out. 
Yeah, that holy shit! You were introduced to an Iron Maiden song with the band going all guns blazing, Bruce screaming at the top yeah. of his yeah. lungs. It, that should have scarred you. Yeah, and the thing is, this is something I actually said to I, the band when I met them that you know years later, because like what about fifteen years later, I actually met them in person when they played in Dubai, and that's what I that's the story I told them. Okay, it's like I couldn't imagine that as a kid growing up listening to them like that and being freaked out. I would actually years later go for w- one of their concerts, meet them in person, and then a couple of years later go for the next concert in uh-huh. there. But so that kind of like put me off in a way. All right. But I didn't. I don't know for some reason I never ended up listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I still remember that cassette cover. But what I enjoyed was Guns N' Roses. Okay. And for me, that has been one of those bands that has been like through all those years. I don't know if you ask me looking back what exactly it was mm-hmm. I can't tell you but it was just something about what I heard which wasn't as didn't put me off that much as I right. made in or scare me in a way but just kind of I could relate to them I mean and that's the main reason I went for their show when they came down because I was like dude Guns N' Roses one of the first bands I ever heard like that chanced upon is like a 10 year old and here they are playing in bombay i had to be there for their show so yeah so it's gnr maiden and then what red hot and but red hot yeah but then what happens with me it, it it was just that that was the initial discovery okay it was just that those cassettes but i didn't have like ready access yeah. to it and since it was primarily cassettes back then uh. i didn't kind of like oh i didn't have access to my own music system to play it on so it just kind of ended up going back into you know this is what's playing on tv and then there was the whole boy band phase yeah but boy band you know phase. those three like even this i'm talking almost 22 years later those that moment is still so vivid in my head picking up those three cassettes and stuff like that and yeah then kind of fast forwarded all the way till almost 5 6 years later where you know people were into like you know going for tuitions and stuff like that so hey you know what you're listening to and things like that so okay hey there's the cassette there's offspring seem like a cool band okay let's listen to them okay this is slightly heavier version than what you're used to from the boy bands and stuff like that but for me really chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored order that was the album man like <laughs> listening to that just listening to the first song i think like i listened to the first song at least thrice trying to understand and then also trying to wonder is he really saying 47 fucks <laughs> in this song <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man it it just blew my mind i mean of course when i look back now uh and i look at like and i speak to a lot of people who got mm-hmm. into metal and stuff mm-hmm. it it was bands like this yeah the, the new was, metal yeah. that actually kind of uh, brought or kind of was the gateway bands for people I don't understand why everyone has to like kind of diss on that or kind of disassociate themselves to that. Correct. I mean, I grew up in the ni- uh I was listening to music in the early 2000s. I didn't have the good fortune of being like in Florida in the 1980s where yeah. the death metal exactly. thing was, was happening and stuff. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. We yeah. we we aren't a product of that particular yeah. time. Yeah. Or oh, I don't try to kind of be that person that you know, oh yeah, I used to listen to that. I mean, come on, dude. I still remember another great memory was uh, watching VH1 or MTV and this is again 2001 
I still remember because I what I used to do was whatever I would watch on TV, I would mm-hmm. write the song down yeah, same so I can remember it. And you'd and then you wait for that last Correct, you wait for the titles. Yeah, so now after listening to Limb Biscuit, what could be kind of heavier that would blow your mind? Linkin Park. I mean, dude, the video of, of crawling, yeah, watching yeah. it, seeing the way Chester's screaming in there and you're just like, what? What is he doing? What is he saying? And just like, just the wall of noise sound. Exactly, yeah. It was like, I was hooked. I still remember writing that down and kind of then this is when I had some access to the internet. Uh-huh. And this was the time where Linkin Park were at their hustling peak, I would say. Like they were pushing it everywhere. They were on mp3.com. They were everywhere. Shit, mp3.com. Yeah. yeah. And so that's when, you know, LimeWire, hey, okay, crawling, okay. Then they came out with that album. Yeah. Dude, I don't think anyone who grew up in, in that, 2000 yeah, in, in that, that era yeah if you didn't have that album i'll oh still defend it i still oh think yeah. it's a great album of course i still go One back and listen to it debuts ever oh yeah i mean for yeah. that time because if you for if that you time for if for yeah just for music in general yeah and you yeah. can't have such a strong album like it's 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 one of it is a really strong album there's yeah. no denying that fact you can't hate that music mental note we have to do a tribute <laughs> episode to Linkin Park, but uh, definitely this is an album. But really that's the thing, right? So yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know if if I know enough about Linkin Park because but we'll those get first two albums, that okay. was awesome. But yeah, then after that, I think I don't know. I let dude, the metal take over. Dude, they did an album with Jay Z. <laughs> they did they were doing remix albums i mean they were far ahead let's put it that yeah, way they were they far yeah, ahead yeah completely out of any of their peers i mean who knows what kid rock is doing right now uh, <laughs> he politics but that's what i'm saying like where where, where are all their peers where's uh aaron from uh what's the band that aaron carter no no not aaron carter dude aaron lewis the guy from Stained. Where is Stained? Dude? Where's Disturbed? Oh, that that guy's <laughs> taking his piercings out, I believe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that made the news. But we're going ahead. Tell me. Okay. So, uh, all right. So, that was your story. Um, my story, kind of similar in terms of how I got into rock, metal, etc. It started off with, yeah, just increased exposure to MTV and Channel V and this channel called Channel Oxygen, which was one of those uh, you control which music plays oh yeah, by dialing in yeah, and being online and waiting for a long period of time. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, weirdly enough, mm-hmm. the very... So there are two parallels to this. The first, the my first exposure to rock music or what we would define rock music to be was through Doordarshan wow. on a Saturday afternoon. It's around, no, not afternoon. It's around 11, 11.30. My neighbor and I, we were watching TV. Doordarshan was what we were watching. I don't know why we were watching Doordarshan. But there was a, the program that started was almost like a Chitrahar, but hmm. for English music. Okay. They had like a top, not top of the pops. That's it's not top of the pops. This is Saturday morning, 11.30 a.m. Mm. I don't know why it was broadcast at that point of time, but it was. 
and the video that I that we saw and that made my jaws drop was Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees by Aerosmith. Oh, what a classic. A, my age at that time, I wasn't reacting to the video as most like warm-blooded, warm-blooded <laughs> adolescents males yeah. would, right? It was just the sound. You had this skinny, almost feminine dude, yeah, right? Who and you had, and you had the guitar player and the entire band. It was just a package of sheer aggression, energy, dude, that, that vibe, which was like, what? is this thing it's grating but at the same time it's so fucking good yeah right and that's that stays that stayed with me but it got pushed back at the same time i was also getting into wrestling and by wrestling i mean wwf pro wrestling not your kushti <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm getting into wrestling because you know access to cable tv and all of oh that yeah, right and through wrestling, you will know that all of these wrestlers have They're theme intro. songs, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm getting hooked on to even more because wrestling is like the best thing ever. Okay? I'm still defending that till date and I will continue to do it for a long period of time. I don't think I'll ever outgrow wrestling. Um, all of the top stars, at least the ones I liked, had rock music-based entrance themes. Bread the Hitman Heart, his theme starts off with a guitar wail. Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's aggressive fucking ja 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 My first exposure to Metallica happened because of wrestling. Why? Because Sting, who was a uh, Sting, the wrestler, not the bassist, he uh, in WCW at that point in time had uh, Seek and Destroy as his theme. Oh, dude, okay? yeah. And I don't know who Metallica is, but I Th know Sting, and Sting's theme is that, and I like Sting, hence I like the theme. And I'm like, okay, this fucking sound is awesome, right? And through that comes listening to more and more and more, trying to expand. Horizons very limited, exposure only MTV, Channel V. Uh, that entire boy band phase comes and goes, that entire pop phase comes and goes, uh, nothing sticks. Uh, Linkin Park comes and goes, nothing sticks. Um, it goes into early 2000s. You have bands like uh, Bullet For My Valentine, oh yeah, who just came out with their that first single of theirs. Tears uh, down fall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit, I can't remember the name. Something, something, human, scavenging, human sorrow. Some Fuck, that sounds like a death music type. Death <laughs> okay, no, whatever. So that song... Okay, and I'm like, dude, this is, this is meaty Did, stuff. Didn't Triple H have uh, an intro song done by Motorhead? That's only much later. Oh, that's much later. Triple H at that point in time, he was called Hunter Hearst Hamsley. Yeah, yeah. he had op uh, very classic British music, and then later on switched to the DX, the DX song. Uh, the Motorhead things came in much later. Okay. Anyways, um, so yeah, all of that normal. Indian music, ex uh, normal exposure to music for an Indian boy. Uh, and then school gets over, college begins, at which point in time I am left a lot to my own devices, which means hanging out a lot more with friends, 
and shout out to two of my friends this time anshul and aditya the sharmas who caught me listening to and especially aditya who we called don for some reason <laughs> he had nicknames for all of us and he started like pushing acha ye sun abhi ye sun abhi ye sun your first maiden album was best of the beast my first maiden album was brave new world oh my uh, what an album and that was it brave new world tape pe pirated tape not the original pirated tape dala suna by the time the wicker man came to an end i knew that rock and metal is my place chap lag gaya maiden is my gateway band although i would still say that aerosmith is the band that introduced me to the sound but it was maiden that just took me put me into that basket or into that car and i've been running on that road or driving on that road ever since to but, but now that i'm thinking about it this was back in the day when you'd actually see metal bands on tv you'd actually see the videos very less man like i there'd I be promotions like i remember at least brave new world there were promotions going on about it, it especially in india yeah mtv or someone would plug in like this is when like you would see you would see stuff like def leppard all the time you would see you would see uh, crazy town you would see oh dude linkin that park limbiscuit you wouldn't see i don't i don't know maybe i wasn't staying up that late yeah no but like i still remember there was a channel when i was living in abu dhabi called mcm okay and they would have one hour segment which was i guess their version of like a headbangers ball, ball and stuff like that but you hear all the stuff mm. and i realized that was the internet for us back then you'd listen to a band okay take a note down go to your local shop see if they have the cd uh you know back then also you'd have very like boldy parental advisory explicit, explicit content, content, content and stuff like that but you know for me instead of uh, the way i look at it is uh-huh. a lot of people said oh that dissuaded people from buying it that was the stuff you that wanted that was the stuff you wanted if yeah, you had that yeah. if you had like i still remember the eminem album for example yeah when when you you know you had the censored version but the coolest guy in the class was the one who had the uncensored version <laughs> similarly with like i mean i can't even imagine listening to like chocolate starfish and or dog flavor water censored what the hell and this is when yeah, really you saw how right, yeah. yeah that's where you see like technology kind of advanced i mean for me it is it's kind of strange that while i was discovering or understanding my metal roots or trying to figuring out the metal thing that's when i started getting exposed to like local bands and this was the time where i was living in Correct. Uh, yeah abu dhabi doing my uh, grade 11 and 12 there mm-hmm. and that's when i discovered that there were bands making similar music back home back home yeah, in your locality yeah maybe yeah i mean uh, shout out to pin drop violence i still remember Fuck. this yeah. guy in abu dhabi telling me oh pin drop violence i heard there's a band like this in bombay and then me actually looking them up that's when you know the forums were great where you like bands would actually announce that hey we're playing this gig and 200 people would show up exactly whether they came from the forums or not but you know there'd be people who'd write about it on the forums and stuff but yeah and, and that was cool like that's when i 
So while I started parallelly discovering bands in Dubai and Abu Dhabi where I was living, I also realized, hey, there are Indian bands doing, doing this. this. Yeah. And then SoundClick.com. I mean, I still remember. I have probably a CD which I burnt. All the songs I could find of like Indian bands of SoundClick.com, the MP3s they had. Which very coincidentally was very similar to the tracklist that Sahil put up the resurrection <laughs> compilation. <laughs> so, so it was like. Hey, and I was one of the people who went up to Sahil and said, "Can I buy resurrection, please?" And I called him Mr. Demon Steel. <laughs> Sorry, Sahil. Actually, no. You probably still enjoy the fact that someone gave you fifty bucks for that. But yeah, dude. I mean, that that was great uh, to discover like local bands and. There was so much music happening within yeah. your own country, man. Yeah, and, and I think it was it was that phase. I mean, since we're of similar age, you'd go through your. That was the like, you were so going through so much change. Uh, metal was something that I held close, that Correct. I identified yeah. it with. It kind of it kind of became the place that to me took you in. Yeah, to, that right? was my refuge, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Refuge, perfect word. For yes, me. It did. Sitting Completely around talking, me I mean, while it was nice to sit on the forums and bitch about like, oh, your snare sounds too loud and giving advice to bands and stuff like that. But that was the way I discovered most of these bands. Correct. Yeah. I mean, Same that's here. why you, you knew. Here. I mean, there was, and this, these, this was basically uh, what people now call themselves the taste makers in a way. <laughs> but there was one guy who said that, hey, you know check out this band or i discovered this artist but the lim- the limitation was you had to wait like 6 hours to download that one mp3 <laughs> so you'd have like i still remember like somebody telling me oh there's this band opeth you should check them out i had no idea what opeth sounded like yeah until or uh, there was no way i would have heard of opeth maybe years down the line until this guy told me and he said that oh, you know i've heard they're really good you should check out this album so okay, so you did you have a friend or someone who would keep introducing you to stuff? Because that's what that's what Aditya did for me. He had he'd already by that time compiled quite a good collection, and he was heavily into glam, or wow. what he would like to call cock rock, <laughs> right? Because of course at that time and age, now that I think about it, a lot of it has to do with pent up energy, yeah, yeah. right? So the kind of music he was listening to. Uh, started off with cock rock and it's based and then moved on to the heavier stuff thrash and then moved on to death and so maiden maiden uh, megadeth not metallica mind you maiden megadeth moving into death cannibal corpse and then going into straightforward into di side territory i don't know i mean for <laughs> me i'm trying to think like a lot of l- I mean, this we definitely would agree on. There's an entire generation of metalheads in India whose first introduction was thrash metal. Correct, yeah. And I think that was because it was still, you know, you meet that, uh, it. I mean, the aggression you kind of relate to in a way. Yeah, for that time period. Yeah. yeah that but that now period. when I'm looking back at it, listen to any of the death metal bands and stuff like that, man. I mean... That's some like really insane stuff out there. I mean, like batshit crazy if you think about it. It is. What what are the things they were doing? Exactly. And then, you know, Aditya would tell stories like, 
he was wandering the streets of Bandra and he came across this dude and there was a sound coming out from his room and he's like holy shit this guy's listening to metal and he goes and meets him and uh, the dude is like uh, dude this is black metal and this is what is true metal music and your death metal is false and stuff yeah, dude, that, that maybe I he w- met Aditya Mehta <laughs> 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 no but yeah man I think that's also over a period of time changed where yeah, you know you, you'd, you'd or at least there was that phase where it was like you know I listened to black metal so this is exactly what I'm going to do the lower the production of the music the better it is that still exists <laughs> mind you but you'd still there, there's a lot of crossover Correct. I uh, no no so what I'm trying to get at is when when we came into the mu- when we came in right we didn't have something like Google where answers were immediately made available. So yeah. I don't know but the fact that you actually had to find out for yourself by experiencing it first rather than knowing about it I think that that is lost with to a lot of the of basically kids these days because yeah. kids these days and largely I have a brother who's like 12 years younger to me the first reaction and whatever like just interacting with kids their first reaction to hearing something that they don't know about is to google it and find out what it is Shazam and then yeah and then yeah exactly and then if they like it or if they like what they're reading or if they like the context or if they whatever the context be if it's suiting to their taste is when they'll discover it it's not as if people uh, are i don't know but for me it was ye sun and ghar ja ke ya to walkman mein ya player mein sunta tha and that would be like fuck yeah. no so just like you had uh, aditya i had a friend in uh, abu dhabi called uh, neeskins okay and uh, so what neeskins would do is he had access or he knew people who had uh, these to you know whether it was the Def Leppard, Hysteria, Iron Maiden, Power Slave. So he'd, what he'd do is he'd make copies. So a CD burner yeah, was a very yeah, yeah. A essential thing. A big, yeah, yeah, yeah. A CD burner was today's equivalent of high-speed internet. So, Correct, yeah. So he'd burn these CDs, take like a color photocopy of the artwork. And, and sell like bootlegs. S- not sell, but he'd give it to me. And okay, he'd say, you know, bootlegs. just give me. Yeah, yeah. And Two albums I'm definitely going to mention that he gave to me that I've listened to, I think, hundreds of times. Uh, Def Leppard Hysteria. Okay. And Iron Maiden Passlave. Man, the thing... And plus, I think it was also the supply you had or the access you had to the music. Those two albums, the number of times I've listened to it. I mean, that's why I almost had tears in my eyes when I saw Iron Maiden playing Passlave for the first time. I was just like, Oh my God, like it's finally, finally happening. Like after yeah. all these years of like just yeah. listening to it and didn't realizing that they still kick ass, man. They still kick Best ass. Best fucking band on planet Earth. Da, da. Yeah, there's no, no, there are a lot of close calls, I would think. But now that I think about it, but to me, still number one. Yeah. I mean, so that that was the thing. So Niskins played a very important uh, role he like I still Shout remember him. Neeskins. Yeah, man, Neeskins. Uh, he, he introduced me to Slipknot. This is was back when they were really heavy. Yeah. They weren't doing all the stuff that they've been doing recently. Recently. But <laughs> and then it just went into hey, okay, and he'd go through like phases. Uh. 
and he'd be like hey check you know just like slipknot there's this other band mushroom head what mushroom head okay so we'd go look up this band and th- so this is your local exactly, ev- right? local you equipment that much time and you yeah. wanted to use it discovering new things just forming your own identity and now, now i'm going to mention another band which i'm probably sure you haven't heard for many years another band i still remember him introducing me to was kitty and <laughs> i mean think about it dude <laughs> yeah you are right i haven't heard of kitty in a really dude, long time when when you're a 16 17 year old you see there are four women and this is like before it became about all gender equality and stuff like that but just the idea of four girls playing heavy, heavy down tune yeah. music this girls screaming screeching and you're just like how is she like even doing that, this there right? that's your initial reaction exactly yeah but like i can't even believe i said mushroom head because i haven't heard those guys in a long know, time i didn't know mushroom had existed until a couple of years when they reformed yeah i didn't know that you know the thing and if you see the but yeah it was it was essentially slipknot but with different yeah. masks right yeah. yeah but the thing is if you look at the, it, that was a shock value i still remember him like giving me a marilyn manson uh, album holy shit yeah dude and see so if you see the whole trend this was shocking stuff it was shocking as a stuff. 16 17 year old yeah. you want and you know sublimely you're exposed to such stuff you're just like your mind is in hundreds you, of different your mind places keeps on going like okay what's the next level yeah. okay and what's the next level yeah, yeah. right and and then of yeah. course uh you d- because of glen benton we heard of deicide and this guy who had like branded, uh, branded himself uh, anti christ yeah. and stuff like that it blew your mind right yeah. it did mine yeah, i mean i couldn't believe things like that were were happening and were allowed and were a yeah. business but then you know listening to stuff like again priest not so much priest i've picked up over the last decade or Same so Same here <laughs> I don't know why priest has never priest been has like Priest has never been yeah uh, for me either uh, gateway the, band the, yeah, the gateway band or I even a seminal band Yeah but I've, I I recognize what they do and they're yeah. brilliant at it but yeah that connection was never there Yeah but again another band I still remember and this is like taking me back so many years uh-huh. I still remember Neeskins me and a bunch of other friends sitting and watching and of course this memory was refreshed thanks to beam in rhapsody the movie huh. we sat and watched live aid ah uh, live i okay you know, i'll have to correct myself but i'm going to say this both we watched live aid we watched remembering freddy the tribute to freddy okay and so i think yeah it's it's the tribute to freddy they did after he passed away and we watched it on laser discs yeah it's it's been that long but we sat and watched it and So the thing is while I listened to a lot of Queen okay growing up you never really kind of realize the impact or you you know yeah, you'd yeah. hear the stories yeah. growing up in Bombay Apro Freddy uh, you know Freddy Mercury uh, was just one of uh, the party guys here and stuff like that but when I watched the tribute show to him man and you see the way all the bands perform the Queen songs mm. singing their heart out seeing uh, Axel Rose seeing uh, Elton John seeing the Queen band members like playing to their brother who they lost man that like really even right now it leaves uh, goosebumps uh, thinking about it and that was one of the things like you know you have to enjoy or you it's a similar thing like when i went to watch Bohemian Rhapsody now uh-huh. 
watch it with a f- bunch of friends that's the beautiful part about music we all went back sharing notes hey have you heard this queen song see what freddy did in this oh do you know on this album they played no synthesizers they said it's only like pure rock yeah, music yeah getting to know the stories behind the yeah. music right that was another thing yeah and i think what happened early for me music discovery was cool is it's never always been just about the music it's all about you know understanding what they were going through what was you know the scenario i mean even when i look at like the 90s 80s explosion of death metal in florida it wasn't just florida and it just happened to be there there's a reason why all the bands went Correct. there yeah. there yeah. was the whole florida sound yeah. death yeah. metal sound it's a product of its times yeah. yeah and no matter what you do i don't think they'll ever be able to replicate it i mean i don't even think I, yeah, yeah. they get morrison sound you. back the exact same console it's never going to happen it's never going to happen again it's lighting in a bottle that was captured at that time yeah. it's never going to happen again all right so we've been droning on for a really long time so let's 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 try and i don't i don't want to call it wrap things up because it just feels like we've started to have this conversation yeah man and right? th- this is the beauty of s- things like music and it could have exactly. been exactly yeah but if you're going to be doing this every week which i think we are then we need we need to reserve our materials yeah. right so let's quickly do a couple of uh, rapid fire questions haha <laughs> okay All right okay so peter are you ready first cassette that you ever bought first cassette i ever bought was uh, offspring americana was that the truly the first cassette because for me it was the lion king but first yeah. Uh, I, I had no yeah. pocket money nothing <laughs> growing up For that was the was first yeah okay uh first rock or metal cassette i ever bought you'll kill me brahma reborn guilty of the exact same thing so i'm not going to say anything to you okay <laughs> that was i actually bought it on <laughs> cd yeah and guess what is the second cd i bought along with it the second cd yeah second which is CD. indian huh indian cd at that time metakix headlines hi-fi <laughs> hi-fi <laughs> you know i'll no matter what you say about metakix i'm still yet to see an indian band that puts out artwork like that album headlines was crazy yeah i agree it was the entire design dude it yeah, wasn't man, just it the was, cover it was very well done like yeah. hats off to zomb yeah. but the guy knew how to pro- how to project a metal band yeah, yeah. Right? i mean or even a ha- hard rock band Dude, pick up with the second album too. Yeah. Pick up that CD. Definitely it's going to stand out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Even like the logo, everything, yeah, the yeah. fact that it almost sounds like Metallica, <laughs> Meta Kicks, whatever, the logo is also similar-ish. All right. First CD you bought? First CD. Uh I would say I think I pretty much started picking up uh, CDs or indian bands cuz they were cheaper man <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you heard it i actually on a trip down picked up brahma because i read it was heavy yeah. and also metakix headlines okay first cd i ever bought in my life was the soundtrack to rangila oh man i still like that soundtrack oh yeah but first rock metal cd that i ever bought was probably again this is purely to do artwork slayer helvets and also because of the reason that it was only for 150 rupees while all the other slayer albums were like 300 400 bucks but you know i must add this point i just realized over the years and now as a marketing person none of these guys get the point of p- 
pricing. And yeah, right. You can just see the similar. The only reason I bought Indian band CDs because they were way cheaper. Because they were man. cheaper, yeah. Of course. Do you remember when CDs were seven hundred and fifty rupees? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So many potential albums that we couldn't buy. Yeah. I I mean the number of times I saw the Limp Bizkit. I used to buy CD. a lot of cassettes only because of that reason. Hundred twenty-five bucks a month. Yeah. Dude, I would save three weeks of pocket money to be able to buy one cassette. Yeah. Hundred twenty-five bucks a month, man. That was a luxury. Yeah. But through that discovered a lot of bands oh yeah okay first ever concert that you attended it would be the, the ub40 yeah the ub41 concert. uh first ever rock or metal no sorry first ever indian band concert you attended i i have to come back to this and i'll say it but so i got into the indian scene uh, kind of much later okay because i just yeah, missed that entire yeah. I, i wasn't here so the four bands that were playing the concert that i attended First one, Eggless Love Cake. <laughs> and, uh, Second, yeah. Bitch Slap. Bitch Slap, that very good band. Skin Cold. Even better band. Amidst the chaos. A band that doesn't actually get the credit it deserves. Yeah, dude. Now the reason why I'll never forget this concert. That's the concert that I met my wife for the first time. At. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, okay. So yeah. So. It's crazy, man. That that I mean, of, of course, back then this was again Raz, and I think we'll have to do like three episodes mm-hmm. talking about the glory days of Raz. But for me, coming down this time, this is when I lived in Canada. Huh. Came down and someone said, "Ha, there's a gig. Okay, show up. Went to Raz. I think entry was hundred and fifty bucks. Walked in. You see these bands, and you know." the whole thing was built up online mm-hmm. as such a great thing because again my first concert uh, internationally so i'd been for more concerts internationally before mind it so it was like okay a bit of a reality check this is a banquet kind of hall kind of scenario and see what what most people don't realize now is everything was kind of diy back then yeah there was no like you know stage I don't even remember if there was a stage at that show but I just remember the lighting being there and what I feel also bands take for granted today because ha mere paas seven string guitar hai to yeah man at that point in time and 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 that's what I loved about the scene back then everyone was hungry everyone kind of like performed their hearts out even though it was like 25 35 people who came from their college to kind of support I them. think that still exists hmm. but Of course that's again a product of the times right yeah. I keep going that back to that but that really explains a lot hmm. because at that point in time uh very few people could actually get guitars yeah. and good guitars yeah well, or good, good or man. or music equipment right yeah. today it's it's a lot easier technology has made it a lot easier to perform hmm. and for everyone to be at least at one level or one pitch or to be at least musically literate <laughs> Uh, anyways uh my first concert uh my first concert would have been some hindustani classical concert i think i watched uh, zakir hussain perform at ban ganga wow which is truly awesome i watched zakir hussain again this 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 week the guy's talent is off another level he as a man is just a superstar there's no reaching him uh first local concert i ever attended was um I don't know why do I feel it's it's 
I'm remembering Launchpad, the Launchpad big concert, which had a lineup of uh, them clones. Yes, Helga's Fun Castle um, Zero, and uh, Pin Drop Islands, and to top it all off, Tata Young. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that was probably the first local concert I went to, and then after that followed the Raz gigs. Yeah, yeah where you saw bands like Zenon. <laughs> So cool. Um, first international act you've seen live is UB40. First international act I've seen live is Maiden. I'm guessing Tata Young Man. Shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, Holy you never shit. went for the Michael Jackson concert. Never managed to try getting. No, Michael Jackson for me at that time wasn't uh, like when he came down to India. Mm. I don't know. It never struck me of that. Are ye show hai main ja sakta hmm. Oh, the possibility was the there. possibility itself didn't never struck up in my head because I was happy with my own life of coming back home from school, doing hmm. homework, going to play, coming yeah. back home, eating, sleeping. Hmm. That was life. Yeah. I never thought that a possibility of acha we can go for a concert yeah. ever existed. <sighs> We've recorded well over an hour now. I think okay. it's about time we leave. Or just shut up. It's getting tiring. No, just we could break this up in segments. Yeah, let's break this up. At the moment, boy, uh, where can people find you at Peter Online? So, uh, I don't know how we never did this in the start. but uh, You did it in the start, I didn't. <laughs> Jenny deserved it only for the end. Okay, so uh, you can find me as Trend Crusher on uh, Twitter. I also blog on WordPress, so just uh, look up trendcrusher.wordpress.com and uh, yeah so I also contribute for a few uh, webzines we leave it on as uh, show notes but you can just kind of follow what I'm listening to what kind of bands uh, are going to release new stuff and stuff like that so yeah okay and I'm at Asmo Annie that's A-S-M-O-A-N-I on Twitter I don't have Facebook I don't have Instagram I don't care yeah that's about it uh Let's leave them with what are you listening to at wh- or what did you listen to in this week? Wow, the one or two albums that you have checked out and has left a good impression on you. So I've got three. In okay. One one is a band from uh, New York, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. They're called uh, High Cost. Okay. I definitely think uh, this will be up your alley. This is grindcore, but also kind of veering into the power violence uh, okay and yeah I've been listening to them a lot I did an interview with them they're really cool guys actually I got got onto them thanks to this label which is a cassette only label out of Louisiana alright so they kind of send me their promo and yeah definitely I'm gonna leave a link check out uh, High Cost Um, second band that I've really been listening to a lot um is Psychroptic from okay. Australia. I'm really glad I got to see them last year when they did their tour across India. Uh, their new album, As the Kingdom Drowns, uh-huh. brilliant. I mean, the only way I can describe their riffs is elephant stomping riffs. Elephant stomping riffs? Yeah, I love that like phrase. Heavy as fuck. I mean, and it's from the first minute. There's no mm-hmm. like, you know, your acoustic, intro kind of easing you in this is like straight in your face 
everyone who loves death metal i know they get tagged as like tech and stuff like that but uh-huh. come on dude even those guys who love their meat and potatoes death metal will enjoy a good riff like this and all right yeah. what is the band name again psychroptic psychop psychroptic yeah and just to kind of ease it up cuz i'm not always like uh-huh. heavy 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 there's a texas band called hinayana okay so they're like melodic uh, death metal all right uh their new album order divine okay uh again the label kind of sent me their promo but you know just to like kind of get a little feel of everything mm-hmm. cuz you can't always be listening to like really heavy stuff so yeah these guys are a good uh thing to add to the mix and yeah i mean for people who like like melodic death metal uh early swedish sound you know your uh-huh dark tranquility yeah, saw yeah, work yeah. uh there but this is far more melodic than that all right so definitely these are the three albums i'd recommend even others check out and i've been listening a lot to okay for me it's been this week was dominated by nita stross who is currently the guitar player for alice cooper yeah. and she released her maiden album first ever album this week which was called uncontrolled chaos sorry no controlled chaos sorry yeah forgot about that but uh, yeah instrumental guitar music straight straight up meat and potatoes guitar instrumental music more in the veins of uh uh Satriani not as much Steve Vai but i think she likes the Steve Vai sound more i don't know if that makes sense so what i mean is the song structures are are more Satriani than Vai okay. but the guitar playing is more Vai than Satriani okay I, n- I need to check this album out. Check it out. Yeah, check yeah. it out. It's a very short listen, around thirty-five odd minutes yeah. in and out. Decent stuff. Uh, the other thing that I've been listening to is um, this album by a band called Greta Van Fleet. A um, lot, lot of talk about them. <laughs> yeah, a lo- lot of talk about them. It's. Um, I decided to check them out because I just went on a spree of what's happening in the music scene at the moment and their name kept popping up so I heard Anthem of the Peaceful Army which is their latest release uh I'm still digesting it so I don't have immediate reactions to it for me it seems like every other Led Zeppelin clone uh, but I don't know like I'm still to find that earworm from it and the third album that I revisited quite a lot is Big Destroyer's latest which was Head Cage what a fucking brilliant album right yeah. it delivered uh, it's got a lot of flack from I people i don't know i don't get it i don't know why because everyone's I, everyone's still expecting pick destroyer to do uh, uh what is that uh terrifier part 2 or something I, I, and and i don't know, we definitely have to explore this more on the podcast when we're discussing like latest acts but i just loved headcage dude headcage was a care. brilliant album it's got a great sound it's got a new sound yeah the addition of the bass player and the addition of uh, the electronics samples yeah. etc is is just opening up the boundaries of what that bound of that what that band has been capable of and i think it's a great step that they are not just doing grindcore riffs all the time yeah and it, it also not only surprises you but keeps you excited for a band like this what's next for them exactly and the fact that but that's that's the point right it all comes back to being pick destroyer no matter what sound they they try and explore it's just you know it's pick destroyer yeah. there's no 
other jr J- J- is one twisted guy <laughs> that entire band itself is twisted uh, hats off to them yeah. one of the best acts i've ever listened to i yet to watch them live i hope i get to watch them live uh so yeah that's a wrap i think this will be a format that we kind of stick to huh? let's leave yeah. people with what we've been listening to in the week we'll definitely make a playlist for this so you can check out you do that i don't have <laughs> time to do all that <laughs> shit whatever no 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 i'm kidding uh please do check out the playlists peter will put them up in the show notes below you have our twitter ids etc if you want to reach out to us do let us know if this works for you actually i don't care if it works for you or not i just want to do this because i think it's it's great for me to do this i'm actually feeling a lot better after doing this so thank you peter for thank subjecting you. yourself yeah. to this no no it's good fun man it needs to be get to debate discuss learn <laughs> discover exactly right discover and just get back some of that familiarity and that yeah yeah, yeah it's good shit yeah. so that was horns up and with that we're out time.